A story moment with Hansa and Dash in the city of the big castle. Get more episodes at storymoment.com. Season 1, Episode 9, The Lost Mouse. There is a tower just off of Old Town Square in the city of the big castle. On every side is a clock face, but the western side is the largest. And though it can't be seen from the ground, if you look carefully above the eleventh hour, there is a little window. This is Hansa's window. Hansa is a very brave field mouse. Though he is not from the city of the big castle, like his best friend Dash, he has made his home in the village of the tower mice. His curtains are open today. There must be adventure. Winter in the city of the big castle is quite the challenge for a tower mouse. The mice live off of food they find on the streets or in the trash bins. In the spring and summer, when thousands of people eat at street side restaurants, scrounging is easy. And every mouse in the tower fills their pantries with sweets and meats and bits of bread. They dry out fruits and vegetables to keep them fed through the winter months. Planning and preparation. Are very important to mice. For once the snow covers the streets, people move indoors to eat, and a mouse's cupboard becomes much harder to fill. We have half a crust of bread, just a bit of potato, and a sliver of deli meat, said Mrs. Shorttail as she pulled the ingredients from her cupboard. Does that mean we're having soup again? Asked Dash as she leaned back on the small wooden spool. Yes, Daria, we are having soup again, and. But Dash did not let her mother finish. And we should be thankful for what we have. I am thankful, and I love your soup. It's just, after having meat and potato soup for eight days in a row, something different would be nice, right, Hansa? I'm just happy I get to have supper with all of you again, answered Hansa. My cupboard is bare. The short tails treated Hansa as part of their family. He and Dash were rarely apart, so this made sense. Mr. Shorttail, who was reading the small corner of a newspaper he'd found outside the tower, set his paper down and stood up. Well, you don't have to worry, Dash, he said. Dash scrunched up her eyebrows at her father. Why not? she said. Mr. Shorttail reached over and grabbed the sliver of deli meat from the counter. He stuffed it into his mouth and then said, We're just having potato soup. Dash immediately responded, Great, something different. And everyone laughed. When all the soup was gone, Hansa and Dash took care of washing the dishes. The short tail's home was bigger than Hansa's, whereas Hansa's entire home was one large room, theirs had several rooms. Their kitchen was complete with a wood stove Mr. Shorttail built for Mrs. Shorttail when they were married.
There was a large rectangular table made from the bottom of a sardine can turned over and held up by four blocks of wood. Each chair surrounding the table was made of something different a spool of thread, a plastic pen cap with a bottle top for a seat, or a chair Mr. Shorttail had fashioned together with bits of wood. Mr. Shorttail began reading the paper again. It says here the greengrocers over on Fifth Street is having a sale on carrots, or at least it was a couple of days ago. If we had it over there, maybe we can get some leftover vegetables. Will they have oranges? asked Dash. I miss oranges. Mr. Shorttail responded, Well, I don't know. It just depends on what they've thrown out. And of course, we're not the only ones scrounging for food. Possums, squirrels, even cats. But if nothing else, there will almost always be pieces of bread. Martin, Dash's little brother, spoke up. I'll find you some oranges. Don't worry, I'm sure there'll be hundreds of them. Dash handed Hansa the last bowl to dry and then turned towards her brother. Thanks. With all of us, we should be able to get a lot of good stuff. Mr. Shorttail stared over the paper at his wife. Daria, normally we would need you, Mrs. Shorttail began. You're the best scrounger in the family, at least when you're not getting stuck in trash bins. But we need you to stay at the tower when we go out tomorrow. Mr. Shorttail took it over from there. Benjamin Brownfur went to the country to take care of his sick brother. Well, he got a message to Miss Susan, his wife, that he can't make the journey back until after the snow thaws out a bit. It's just not safe to be traveling long distances right now. Dash looked at Hansa, then back at her father. But why do I have to stay at the tower just because Mr. Brownfur can't make it back? Mrs. Shorttail took over. Miss Susan needs to come gather with us tomorrow to feed her family. That means someone needs to watch over her three children. Dash's mouth fell open. You don't mean someone, do you? You mean me! All three mice munchkins by myself? The last time I watched them, Simon and Olivia got glitter and paint all over the house. The time before that... Teddy wouldn't stop crying until his parents came back. I'm not good at watching them. Mr. Shorttail just smiled at his daughter. See, you have experience with them. Plus, they love you. Love me? If by love you mean they love to bother me, then sure, they're bonkers for me. She paused for a moment. Can I at least take Hansa with me? You know, for backup? Mr. Shorttail looked at his wife and shrugged. Hansa, that decision is up to you. You are welcome to go on the gathering trip with us. But if you decide you want to help Dash, we will gather for you. Dash looked pleadingly at Hansa. He could see the begging in her eyes. I think it'd be all right. Three kids should be no problem if there's two of us. Later that night... Hansa had a difficult time falling asleep. He wondered if he'd do okay as a mouse minder. He never once taken care of a younger mouse. Unlike Dash and Martin, he lived by himself. 
but it couldn't be that hard, he thought. Dash met Hansa the next morning at the market square near the center of the village. Whatever you do, don't let them get into the glitter. Mrs. Brownfur's hole was on one of the upper levels of the passageway. It was a small but very tidy home. The smell of warm porridge hung heavily in the air. Good morning. Oh, come in. Please come in. Thank you, Dash, for staying with the kids today. They were so excited when I told them you were coming that they couldn't go to sleep. Mrs. Brownfur turned to Hansa. You must be Hansa. Cynthia Shorttail told me all about you. It's nice to meet you finally. Wait here. Children, come please, she called out. Suddenly, three small mice burst into the room and immediately climbed all over Dash. It's nice to see you too, Dash called out. Mrs. Brownfur took that as her cue to leave. We will only be a few streets over, but if you need anything, you can call on Miss Maggie for help. I let her know that you'll be watching the little ones today. And don't forget, keep a close eye on Teddy. He likes to get into mischief. As the door shut behind Mrs. Brownfur, Dash took a deep breath in and then turned to the kids. What should we do first? They all responded at once. Arts and crafts! Not the glitter and paints again, moaned Dash. We could play outside, said Simon. He was the biggest of the three. We haven't been out at all since Dad went to take care of Uncle. Hansa just shook his head. We didn't ask if it's all right to go outside today, so why don't we do something inside? Do you have any puzzles? Puzzles are a favorite pastime of all mouse children. But mouse puzzles and people puzzles are very different, and never were two mouse puzzles the same. Each was drawn out by a parent or older child on bits and pieces of spare cardboard and then cut into shapes that linked together. We had a puzzle, but Teddy tore it into pieces, said Olivia. She was the second in age. This gave Dash an idea. We could help you make a new puzzle. Yes, said the children. I'll get the paints, said Simon. I've got the glitter, said Olivia. Glitter, said Teddy the best he could, holding his fists in the air like he won a contest. Wait, wait, there's only one rule. We can make a puzzle, but we can't use paints or glitter said Dash. Thankfully, there were many bits of crayon they could use instead. Olivia drew a picture of a fairy mouse with sparkling wings and a magic wand. It was just like the ones in the stories her mother told. Simon added a picture of a ship sailing across the sea. The great blue water splashed over the side of the ship. He drew a little pile of gold coins in one corner. They're going to find treasure, he told Hansa. Teddy, however, felt the bit of cardboard was too tasty to waste on a drawing. He laid on his stomach, nibbling on the corner of a piece while they drew circles on the floor. By the time Dash had noticed, his circles had turned to lines speeding up the nearest wall. 
While Dash scrubbed the crayon off, Hansa cut the puzzle pieces out. First, he laid the different bits of cardboard out on the table. He then drew a very light zigzagging line all around the picture so that when he cut it, the pieces would fit together. He and Dash cut out their pictures too. Hansa had drawn the little white cottage where he grew up in the country with his grandfather. There was an oak tree growing tall behind it and a little stream gurgling beside it. Dash drew a picture of Flicker. He was a pigeon and a very special friend. In her drawing, she rode on his back while he carried Hansa in one claw. Look, Hansa, he's a carrier pigeon, Dash laughed. Hansa did not think it was funny. When the puzzle pieces were all cut out, Simon suggested they let Teddy mix up the pieces. He does it all the time anyways, he said. But when Hansa tried to give Teddy the puzzle, they realized they had a very big problem. Teddy was gone. Hansa and Dash began searching under all the furniture, in the cupboards, under the tables, in the curtains, everywhere they thought they might find a chubby little mouse hiding. No Teddy. Any luck? Dash asked Hansa. No, I looked all over the kitchen, even in the pantry. He's not in the bedroom either. Where could he be? Dash paused and thought. Maybe Olivia and Simon know where he usually hides. When she asked them, they both just shook their heads. He is the best hider in the family. He must think we're playing hide-and-seek. He'll keep hiding until he's the last one found. Once again, Dash was inspired. Okay, here's what we will do. Let's pretend we really are playing hide-and-seek. You each go hide, and I will find you, and then we will pretend we can't find Teddy and ask him to come out because he is the winner. The only difference, thought Dash, is that we're not pretending. We have no idea where he is. Dash stood with her nose to the wall and started to count to twenty slowly. One, she yelled out. Simon ran into the kitchen and hid in a cupboard. It would have been a good spot, too, if his tail wasn't sticking out the door. Gotcha, yelled Dash. Simon gave her a wink, and then in his best acting voice said, Aw, man, I thought that was the perfect spot. Olivia had buried herself deep under the covers on her bed. Still, she formed a little mountain with her back sticking up in the air. Dash slowly approached the bed. What's this mountain doing on Olivia's bed? There should be no mountains in the house. Then she grabbed the little hill and tickled it until Olivia squealed. That just left Teddy and Hansa. Where did Hansa hide? asked Olivia. Dash wore a puzzled look on her face. Um, I don't know. I forgot to ask him. Just then, they heard a small, Achoo! Did you hear that? Listen, said Simon. Again, someone sneezed. It sounded like a small someone. All three mice got down on their hands and knees and peered under Olivia's bed. There was Teddy. He was lying on his belly and sneezing from all the dust. He wore a wide grin on his face. 
We found you, Teddy, they all said, smiling. You're a good hider, Dash added. Once Teddy was found, the game was over. Dash called out to Hansa. All right, Hansa, you can come out now. But there was no reply. Each of the children tried calling to him. Even Teddy called out, Hana, Hana. But still, nothing. I guess we're just going to have to search for him, said Dash. They looked under the bed, in the curtains, and under the kitchen table. But no matter where they looked, they couldn't find Hansa. Simon and Olivia both searched their bedrooms, while Dash and Teddy looked in the kitchen and sitting room. After nearly an hour of searching for him, Dash heard the front door open. It was Mrs. Brownfur. Dash, Miss Brownfur called out, can you help me with these? She carried two large basketfuls of leftovers. Dash grabbed one of the baskets and took it to the kitchen table. Wow, said Dash. This is a ton of food. Did my family get this much? More, said Mrs. Brownfur, and there's a considerable amount for Hansa. Speaking of, where is Hansa? Dash told Mrs. Brownfur about their day, about the puzzle and hide-and-seek. Do you think he left? asked Miss Brownfur. No, the door was still locked from the inside. Hmm, that is very curious. Well, help me take these baskets to the pantry and I'll help you look for him. Dash grabbed hold of the basket again and followed Mrs. Brownfur towards the pantry in the back of their home. Together, they unloaded three bits of carrot, some nuts, a portion of deli meat, and a small chunk of chocolate. My husband will like that, she said. She took the piece of chocolate from Dash and opened one of the cupboards to put it away. Aha, she said. There, squished into the cupboard with his head laying on an empty fruit bag, was Hansa, fast asleep. Remember, with each episode, you did both the audio and the ebook. Put them on all your devices and choose your next series at storymoment.com. We hope you've enjoyed Hansa and Dash in the City of the Big Castle, copyright 2016.